For me, one of the biggest things is going to be how you frame yourself on camera. The, the surrounding things you can control um, and how to sort of best control those things before worrying about like this big grandiose project. You just do it incrementally, you're going to be much more successful. And those early videos, again, if your message is good, your energy is good, you're going to be fine. Hey everybody, Matt Pierce, Learning and Video Ambassador for TechSmith Corporation. Glad that you're here with us today. We're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to talk about looking good on camera and why that's important, help you alleviate some of your fears, some of your challenges. I've got two great guests with me, so let's jump right in and have them introduce themselves. Justin, go ahead. Hi, I'm, I'm Justin. I work at TechSmith as the content manager, and I am the video newbie looking to get better at making videos. And I'm Andy Owen. I'm the video production specialist lead uh, at TechSmith. I've been working in video for about 20 years somehow. But yeah, that's my uh, my background in video. So we've got three levels of people working in video. Mine is kind of the intermediate. I've done it a lot, but I, I don't know that I'm a professional like Andy is. So I know Justin, as our new person, he's got some questions, but I, I think there's a lot of people out there who are gonna be listening or watching this thinking, uh, yeah, it's hard to look good on camera. You know, we've heard the, all, the, we've heard all the old adages, a camera adds 10 pounds, you know, the things about energy that kind of sucks away the energy. What are, what are some of the questions that you have, Justin, about looking good on camera? Yeah, so I, I think as somebody who's getting started in video, my biggest, one of the biggest things I worry about is obviously looking and sounding good. That's kind of, um, there's, th there's things as, I come from a writing background, so there's a lot of things you can clean up in the edit. You do, you're not going, kind of going out there. I can't automatically make myself look, you know, 10 pounds lighter or sound better, et cetera, after I'm on camera. So I think that that's kind of what I'm looking to get, you know, out of this conversation from you guys is like, what the heck do I have to do to actually start to look good on camera? <laughs> Can I argue though, that the thing that you said actually really bugs me as someone who is not that good with video necessarily is that, oh, I can fix it later. No, I can't. I have no idea how you're going to fix that problem later. Right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times we hear the term "fix it in post" or "post production," and uh, that takes an actual post production professional. That's not just someone who's going to sit oh, down yeah. and open up iMovie or Camtasia or something for the first time and be like, "Oh, I can just fix it in post." That's what I'm. No. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I can't. Like, if I type out something as a as a Word doc, I can go back later and make myself sound smarter than I actually right. did in my initial take. I can't do that with video. I can't make myself. Yeah look better after the fact. So I think um, how we can look better and how we can, I guess, get more comfortable as well is kind of kind of where I'm headed. Well, I think that lays us actually a really good foundation because I think that's a, a good first thing to note, right? Is like, you have to plan to look good. You cannot just like, oh, I'm going to do that later because if it doesn't look good or doesn't sound good, I don't know what you're going to do. It's, it's really hard to come back from that. Uh, and so I think that's a, my first big takeaway for you, Justin, is like, Take some time and, and actually prep for being on camera. Like make sure you're ready, camera ready as as you would. Yeah. Yeah, definitely take a shower that day. <laughs> that's, that's tip number one, right? <laughs> do your hair real do your hair real nice. Um but really, really present yourself as as well as you can. But it's not just that, right? It's also simple camera things. Like like Matt and Justin right now both have a camera at about eye level. Uh, my camera, and this is just a result of the setup that I have here at my uh, my workstation, my camera's slightly above eye level and tilted down. 
Um, which one thing it does, which I appreciate as a larger man, is that it kind of gives me a clean jaw cut. Uh, the beard helps with that too. But it, but it does give me a clear, clean jaw cut. I'm going to apologize in advance, but I'm going to take my camera and show you what it looks like when you have a camera angle from below because it's a little mm. less flattering. So if I have to look down <laughs> at the camera, suddenly we're not looking good. So try as, as much as possible to get an eye level or slightly above eye level angle. And if you go slightly above eye level, you just want to tilt it down just a little bit, kind of aim it at the eyes, right? So um, that that's one simple thing that even with webcams, anybody can do, right? Try, try not to put the webcam so far beneath you that like you have to do one of these to look down at it. Well, it also establishes, and I've always been taught this, that it establishes kind of your relationship with the audience too, right? If, <laughs> if you're, if it's looking up, it's like a power situation. I'm all powerful. And if you're, it's looking right. down, it can make you a little bit more diminutive, a little, seem a little bit less, uh, kind of in terms of authority or position, which isn't necessarily bad. Like I think I'm looking at yours, Andy, and it looks, you know, it doesn't feel like that. It does feel still very natural. Uh, in fact, maybe I should right. raise mine up and bring mine down a little bit because well, I don't have the beard and, and anymore. I would, <laughs> and I would and I would say too, like those things are absolutely true, and they're old like cinematic adages that are just as not an adage, but rules that are that are basically. I mean, think about the movie Godzilla. We're not looking eye level with Godzilla, right? He's he's stories tall, so when you look up at him, it shows his dominance of you. Whereas where you look down on someone, you're at Godzilla's point of view, and you're looking at these little ants beneath you. And while mine is a slightly higher angle. I'm not, you know, super far away from it and looking timid and small. You're still at a relatively close, you know, proximity to the camera. Uh, and so so it keeps that kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship with your viewer uh, as opposed to if I look like I was way far away and you were looking down on me. So distance matters. Yeah, I would have never thought about any of those things in probably 10 million years. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> but it makes total sense as you drag that camera down. I think... It, is the proper is it like framing am i framing myself up properly to like get in there and have a nice amount of um a nice angle or or things that are that are in and around me um it, it absolutely is framing and it's and framing is i mean besides the angle it's how you fill the space right like and it's interesting because we've got a couple different shots here and and you fill the space differently depending on the 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 width of the the camera angle but like right now i've got like i've got space here but i've you notice i've got very little kind of headroom they call it <laughs> but that's you want to fill that space you don't want to be a too far over it, but like I, I could probably get there and that would be okay. Mm -hmm. So you're just, it's a lot of that framing is you're looking at not only the angle of the camera, but just what are you doing here? Like I, this gives me room to talk with my hands. Uh, you know, it gives me some, some, you know, I'm not, I can, I can move a little bit. Um, I, if I want stuff in my, my sign back here, which I don't have anything mm -hmm. up right now, I can do that. So I think that's all important kind of things to think about. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'm going to switch and just so it kind of give us a different perspective. You know, we've got this view, right? Like we're we're framed a little bit tighter. Yeah. Almost actually, now that we've got the other one, it feels a little bit more claustrophobic. I was just gonna um, say claustrophobic. Yeah. Right. But but you know, and now I'm in a different shot yeah. here, and it's a little bit different, and I feel a little bit more constrained. I got to watch kind of my shoulders or where my chair is. But I mean, all those things are important to help you convey the message, right? Like. And, and it, it, for it to, there's a feel here. I wish, I don't know, and Andy, you mm. have way more experience with this way as you've shot weddings and done stuff. Like, but it just feels better when there's that yeah. breathing room, kind of a headroom and side room yep. around your, your 
how you're in the camera. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and that can matter too. Like, like right now we're talking, we're all kind of looking straight at our monitors. We're looking straight at our webcam, but, but if we're not doing that, maybe we're having a conversation with someone and I got to figure out which way I'm going to move. Yeah. If I move this direction, I don't want to turn my head this direction because it looks like I'm talking off. It looks very claustrophobic now again, because no one does that. If you draw a cartoon, imagine like Calvin and Hobbes or some cartoon, we have to have this imaginary space for like their word bubble, right? We have to want to give this talk space to someone in the frame, which gives us a little bit of this buffer between um, the wall and the framing. Um, that, that can be part of that kind of claustrophobic feeling is if you shove someone up against the wall too close and then they face the wrong direction, it really kind of boxes them in. Um, I was, it's hard to do this, by the way, while I'm looking at the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say these um, are all these are really good things. But these are like, I mean, you, you, like that's th that's not even a, a I think even a critical like first consideration, right? Like the no. the first thing you're going to do is not think about like where am I framed in the camera. You definitely want to think about it. But I'm mm -hmm. I think there's so many other things to worry about first when you're trying to look good yeah. on camera. Like, I mean, you know, even lay it on me. What, what I, am I missing? <laughs> I think one of the things, and it's, and this is tough, you know, is background, just even what's behind you. Like yeah. mm -hmm. right now, you know, I've, I've got a pretty basic setup um, and I just kind of keep it the same way so I don't have to worry about it. But like, Justin, you, I actually kind of, I, I like the personality of your background, mm -hmm. right? It feels like you, yeah. it's got some color, it's got some dynamic kind of uh, depth to it, whereas mine's pretty flat. Um, and that's just because I can literally, you know, touch the wall behind me. It's not, I don't have a lot of room here, but just thinking about that, but there's things that could go easily wrong with your background too. Uh, like there happens to be, and I'm looking kind of closely to the monitor. I'm going to bring you up onto the kind of that, the main view there. Mm -hmm. You've got this black line that almost looks like it's coming out of your hat. Yep. It's not mm. like, it's, yes. it's, it's fine. Right yeah. There. It's fine. But like you could see where something like that could become a problem where it can like, be distracting. Be distracting, or you know, mm -hmm. you can have stuff behind you that's not working, um, mm -hmm. and so you just got to be mindful of what's behind you. Yeah, like, yeah, Andy. <laughs> mine's a mess. I'll just be honest. That's <laughs> yeah. so okay. Like, and, and that's I see the your video personality guy too. <laughs> right, it, it, my personality is a straight mess. That's true. Um, <laughs> but but really, like for me, and and this is actually a term too because i'm I'm gonna go way too far in. You just go ahead and pull me back when I go too far, Justin. Um, or or Matt. Uh, but in film, this is called mise en scène, and it means the items or scenery inside of your frame, right? You control everything that the viewer sees. Right now, you don't see my Lacroix can. You don't see my phone or my airpods. You don't see all the things that I'm keeping out of the scene. You are just control just seeing the things that I want you to see anything behind me. Maybe I don't want you to see this whiteboard, but that's on me to move it out of frame, right? I control everything back here. So if you want a really clean background, clean it up. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. It's on you. Um, and Justin, I agree. I love I love your background. I thought the same thing that Matt was saying, except actually the the um, positioning of the ledge almost feels like a uh, Steve nah, Martin arrow sticking, sometimes. sticking through my head here. Yeah, a little bit. No, <laughs> but I need to. I need to. Because uh, it's got objects on it, we know what it is. It's a shelf, right? Mm, it's when you have like one item, uh, and I've seen it more often with plants. It seems like plants always get a bad rap for this. You have like a tree growing out of a head or something uh, because you positioned your subject and you know in the shade of the tree, but now it looks like this little tree is growing from them. So you just have to be very cautious 
what's going to distract your viewer? Um, a lot of times we'll talk about focus, like a shallow focus. Matt has kind of a shallow focus camera um, where his background is a little blurrier and he's in a sharp mm -hmm. focus. Um, and if you do a shallow focus and you've got a background, it's not going to be as much of a distraction because we see what we're looking at based on our focal range. So Most we can talk about that too, because I think that's interesting. And we've talked about it here is just the different levels of camera and what those different, because I think if, if everybody had it up to them, right, we'd all look like Matt looks like Matt's the cleanest even out of us three here, right? Um, yep. I think Andy, we're both using external webcams, but who knows how the, you know, internet's processing it, how this program's processing, all, all those right. things sort of go into effect. Um, but I think that's one of the things, especially when I started working from home and you get, you know, you flip open your laptop and you pop open that camera and you're like, yeah, I'm grainy. I'm gr like, what, maybe talk about the different camera setups or possibilities on I'll, those type of things. I'll, I want to, I want to step back for a second, Justin, because you're asking yeah. a really important question because cameras do matter. However, I think if, if you're really talking about the appearance and the feel of you being on camera, right, or uh, in a video, we'll say, I, I think the camera is actually the, the last place I'd tell you to go because it's going to be three things you're going to invest in. I mean, there's lots of things you can invest in, but three things that make you look better on camera besides your background, right? Like one is audio, two is lighting, and three is camera. And I would tell you in that order, audio, lighting, camera to invest because First of all, we know from research and from lots of other things and just intuitively, if your audio sucks, no one's gonna keep watching. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how your camera is. It doesn't matter the quality of the grain, if it's grainy or not. If your audio is bad, no one's yep. gonna watch. By adding lighting second, you're all of a sudden, you're, you're taking whatever camera you have, whether it's your phone or whether it's your webcam, and you're giving it something that it needs desperately, which is light. And it's gonna improve the quality dramatically and and frankly lighting doesn't have to be expensive like audio you know you're gonna spend a 100 to 150 bucks at most lighting you could spend 100 to 250 bucks and have something really really good of course you can spend a lot more if you want to but you don't have to when it comes to camera like if you go out and buy a webcam it's probably a couple hundred bucks but to get to the next level like a dslr camera with a lens that is adjustable and can get that shallow depth of field and stuff like that, you're starting to talk like a thousand dollars probably. I mean, you could probably go cheaper yep. with some things like a handy cam or whatever, but like the amount of money that you're gonna spend progressively it is mm -hmm. going to be majorly increased. And I think for the results that you're gonna see, you, you've got to work your, I think you need to work your way up to it. Uh, and work mm -hmm. on those other things, work on your framing, yeah. work on your background, do make sure it's really going to look good. So that way, then when you do get the camera, you know, you're ready for it. And uh, you know, th cause this camera without my lights doesn't look as good. Mm -hmm. And no one ever talks about the accessories you're going to have to add onto that camera too, by the way. So like, yes, you've got the camera and you've got one lens, but Ooh, it's a really tightly framed lens. You know, I'm, I'm, I want a wider shot. So now I need another lens and that's 600 to $1,200 and Oh, my battery dies. I need to, I need to have multiple batteries ready to go. So you need more batteries and guess what? Your memory card's transferring. So you don't have one available. You should probably get a second memory card. Like it just adds up. Right. And no one ever talks about all the things and the tripod. So first thing I would say, you, you mentioned something, Justin, that made me think like, Oh, when you first open your laptop and are talking to your FaceTime camera or whatever, cam I think the first thing that we've learned is don't set it below you. <laughs> like when you open your laptop, right? It's at right, like, right. You want your elbows bent. So it's immediately below you. So either it needs a, you know, we've got 
detached keyboards so that I don't have to have my laptop uh, down here. I can put my laptop up here, my secondary monitor, my camera. Uh, try not to just use that laptop in your camera. And we've all got people, you know, we've been on Zoom for a long time right now. So we've got a lot of people in meetings who don't care, nor should they. This is just an internal company meeting who are looking down at their laptop and, you know, are kind of like just <laughs> have the T-Rex arms as they're trying to type. And um, But there's ways of very, very easily improving that. Um, you know, that ledge that you've got behind you, man, if you, if you didn't have a desk that you're sitting at, you could set a laptop on that ledge, turn around and have yourself an at height camera, you know, find, find something that works for ledges. Our coworker Austin was using a dresser at home at first, um, you know, for, so that he could get the height right. Um, get then talking books. about lighting, Matt. Oh, what's that? I was going to say, some, I, rem I, remember I remember shooting yeah. a video when we were back in the office and I went into the conference room, shut the door put the laptop down, was doing some sort of talking head against the background. And I was like, oh no. So I went back to my desk, got about 15 books, yep. crammed them up so I could sit on the desk and actually have it be in frame um, Absolutely. a little bit more. So again, and it was, it was that exact same thing, Andy, where it's, you know, I've seen videos for it's videos and conference calls from every, every, angle and every possibility probably yeah um and it's like the the common denominator is yeah it's like as straight on as you probably can be maybe a little up and then being able to talk to that um yeah matt i think to your point like totally agree um i, I what i want to do is like kind of break that down and, and you did that in a really good way of like you're talking about adding up upwards of thousands of dollars to get a particular look because i think that's part of it is like um you know, you might see a particular YouTuber or a particular video. It's like, how do they get that look? Like, what are like, what are they doing? And it's like, oh, a lot of practice, a lot of things. <laughs> um, and and then what's the level of increase on those things to actually make you look good and make your video better in the end? And I think to your point, yeah, add a better microphone, check like a couple hundred bucks should be a pretty good mm -hmm. investment. Um, always a good investment, actually. Not even pretty good investment. It's all yeah. microphone is always yeah. a good investment. And then yep. uh, same same thing with the uh, with the lighting, you know, you can just do basic basic so, lights, right? Like I would even jump in on the lighting one. Like like, yeah, if you can get them by the lights, um, and I'm guilty as anyone for this conversation because I'm the video guy with no lights at home <laughs> to do video <laughs> with because I I have them all in the studio. Like I I work out of the studio and I film there, and we've got great lights in our studio. But at home, you know, I've got this window right next to me that when I crack it open, oh, let's see if I go the right way with it. When I crack it open, it puts too much light on my face. And so I have to close it down just a little bit. I don't want it closed, but I don't want it shining on me. The reflection on my forehead right now, which I wish I'd noticed before we started, is coming from uh, a can light ahead, uh, over my head. And actually, the funny thing is, it's on a dial. Like, I could have toned it down before we started, but I just I wasn't paying attention to that. But these are the little things that I can adjust in my scene around me. If I'd had a darker background behind me, if you know, I have a kind of tan wall color, if I'd had something darker, I'd want either a light or something reflective to kind of separate my dark colored hair from the dark background. That's it. Like I just need to be evenly lit, you know, so and, and I say evenly lit, that's not even true. See, I've got I've got lights on where I got everything's backwards. I've got lights on this side, but you know, nothing on this side. So it's a little shadow and that's okay. In fact, to be honest, I think that's a, a style most people kind of enjoy. Not that fully flat light look, but, but a little bit of balance or unbalanced. Well, I think, Andy, you're saying something that's, that's really important. And, and, and Justin, as you're going through this journey and as we go through it, and I, I have to relearn this all the time is like, 
you have to take the time to stop and look at what you're, you sh you're shooting and you're recording well before you think about actually publishing because like you, it's easy for mm -hmm. me to miss things. Like I have a, a little desk back here and sometimes I set stuff up there just cause out of convenience to get out of my, off my workspace. And then I'll be shooting a video and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, I, yeah. my oatmeal bowl from breakfast is there. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so you have to like, but just take the, take a few minutes and like just record and then just look at it really objectively and like, what, how does it look? Does it look right? Is there anything funky coming out of my head? Is there, are there colors or sh the shadows that look weird? Um, is it doing something? Is there something that I wouldn't want that to be there that wouldn't represent me or my brand? And so it, it takes a minute or two, just do a quick recording and go from there. You know, and I would even look yeah, at your no, background like right now, Justin, and, and say that, like, you've got those books behind you, and that works really well as a bookshelf. You've got maybe, – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just seeing it from a weird angle, but it looks like you've got darker books behind you. Your hat's kind of blending into the bookshelf. And I almost feel like if you mm. switched and put the orange lighter – oh, maybe it's not. But I was going to say if you put the taller, lighter books, that may be something that kind of distinguishes your outline from the background. You don't even need a light necessarily. Would a light help? Yep. But, you know, it's not a necessity. Yeah, I agree with you, Andy. I just switched Justin over so we could get a little bit closer look at that. And it yeah, does, they like... they are. They're a little bit darker on that edge, a little bit lighter yeah. on the on the other. So that's a good call. Maybe after yeah. this, I will be adjusting some bookshelves back here. So I think there's uh, there's one other thing. You know, we've talked a lot about the physical, like the cameras, the lighting, the microphone. But I think there's something else that's really important here. As much of that stuff is important. The, the, the end of the day, the important thing is that you can convey your message in a way that makes sense to your audience and that you do that in a convincing fashion. Like if you get on camera, you'll never look good if you're not at least, and look, I, I know a lot of people have fears about getting on camera, but like if you're not at least a little bit confident and exuding a little bit confidence and a little bit of energy, you'll never look good. It doesn't matter. Like mm. if, if mm -hmm. you know, we all know, well, I shouldn't say everyone knows, but if you've ever seen Ferris Bueller, and you know the the scene where the 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 teacher Ben Stein is calling out people's name, <laughs> Bueller, you know and it's the the dryness of it and the just the pain of the long drawn. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how good your camera is, your microphone is. No one wants to watch dry videos. That's, that's all. Yeah, I just, it's funny you say that. I just had this happen yesterday. I was watching a tutorial on. I can't even remember at this point, but it was. Everything was great. It was framed beautifully. Simple uh, little laptop setup, decent, nice little background. Lights were great. Camera was high quality. You could tell it was all really shot nice. Uh, guy starts talking, and it's so dang boring. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, and I just kept skipping to try to get to the part where I could just get to the – because, again, it was just str so straight personality wasn't there and so and th that's interesting right because i think i just experienced that where it was awesome like it looked great from the beginning and then unfortunately he started talking i was like oh my gosh like i need to skip this yeah. so um so yeah to your point about audio personality being comfortable like those are those things matter having a person having a personality matters on camera i think right like having having some sort of charisma of some kind. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to, and Andy, I'll let you jump in here a second, but I want to say, I, I, I'm going to take and say, I don't think it's about charisma because I think charisma feels like a thing that some people have. Some people don't. I mm. think it's about practicing. 
It's about taking, you don't have to be anything else than other than what you are or who you are. But then when you, when that camera turns on, what you have to learn to do is say, I'm me plus give or take five to 10. Like you don't, you don't have to be like, yes, you know, that's like true. Somebody don't be, don't be just, somebody else. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. turn like, you're going to do and there's some things. If you've ever been on stage and done theater, you're, there's some things that you learn to do. Like you learn to take your volume up a little bit. And so that's going to change. So you got to prepare for that. Like watch your microphones. So you're not blowing out, but you got to be excited. You know, like I feel myself when I'm excited, like, what do I do? I sit up. I'm like, I'm leaning in a little bit. And all of a sudden, like, hopefully my, that's going to carry through the camera. I'm, t- I'm really trying to push that energy through the camera a little bit so that like, I'm still Matt Pierce. I'm still who I am. Um, but I'm not calm, Matt Pierce. It's oh yeah. Look, I have I'm, to say, I have I'm to always just bad. So. Ready for this conversation now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, like it's, it's angle so important. Camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this angle of camera. I have to lean forward to make it work. <laughs> so it gets me engaged. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's funny you said that because that was one of the things. Man, I, I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of charisma when I go on camera. At least the first time, because I get nervous about what I'm going to talk about. Am I an expert? Am I just reading a script? Um, man, if, you, if you're making this video, hopefully you're an expert or you're at least confident in the subject matter enough to feel like an expert uh, that you can talk with confidence. No one likes staring at themselves. And I would actually advise if you can cover up your video. I think one of the worst experiences is one that we're having right now where I can see myself in the monitor. And I hate that because I'm very, very vain. I don't want to be. I am. Justin's seen me mess with my hair. You guys have both seen me mess with my hair like 30 times before this conversation started. Yeah, Matt has the same problem. I don't want to be that way. But knowing myself, I know I probably should cover up the monitor next time. Um, But I want to see your guys smiling faces. So I don't. but, but if you're self-conscious at all, if you're going to be too concerned with how you look, that may actually draw back from your confidence in the video, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh, my hair is out of place instead of, guys, I've got this great thing I really want you to learn about. Um, so, so I think that, and the other thing is we end up staring at ourselves in the reflection instead of into the camera, uh, which can be very much, you know, taken away from our audience. Because if we're not engaged with our audience... They don't know what we're looking at. And it's hard, especially with, with you guys on screen. I'm, we're, we're all looking at each other. You know, that's, right. that's the nature of a, a meeting like this. But. Little secret. I haven't looked at you really once, Andy. it's well I, to, to your point though so one thing that i've actually found is i i actually do the opposite i do have my viewfinder because i have a dslr so i've got the viewfinder up so i can see myself it helps me know that i'm not because it reminds i can see myself because i like to i i don't know i've gotten sure. twirling mm-hmm. since the mm-hmm. beginning of covid yeah. i just fidget and so i see that i'm like oh I got it. I got it. It helps me remember the things I'm not supposed to do with my body that, uh, and so I've actually gotten very used to being able to like look at myself and talk into that viewfinder. Um, it just takes time. It does. And it's, but it, so I, I I love your point and I I think there's things that you can do because I think most people, if you're not doing this type of situation where you've got other people, you do want to feel like you're not just talking into a, a glass eye. That has no soul, you know, and so like Tim, Mm. I think it was Tim Schmoyer, who is a uh, on YouTube, he he recommended he said, you know, sometimes people will put pictures of the people they're talking to, like right next to the camera. So it feels like they're talking to someone, right? Because the last thing you want to do is feel like you're talking into the void. You don't want to feel like Mm -hmm. you're saying something that has no meaning or no one's listening. But when you do that, at least you recognize like. I am t- I'm talking to Andy and Justin, or I'm talking to this person that I put their persona picture here. 
it just has so much more feeling and so much more energy and you can you can really right. think about their needs and as you're I'll, I'll call it performing because let's call a spade a spade you are performing mm-hmm. on camera even if it's a, a delivery of just information or training um it really i think it makes a difference to perform for that person well, and I think it's it's similar to the idea that like no one, I mean, again, going back to me, um, I don't love seeing myself on camera. And it's not because I don't like the way I look, although that could be part of it. Maybe it's just because I, I'm distracted when I see that. Well, the same can be true when you hear yourself, right? Like no one likes listening to themselves. No one likes hearing their own voice, at least the first time. A lot of people get very used to it. Um, but gosh, again, you just do it enough times and you get used to it. It doesn't bother you as much. And so I think that can be true of seeing yourself on camera. Like the more you do it, the more you're going to get used to it, the less of a distraction it'll be. But at least for me at first, I have, when I'm in the studio, we have this big, you know, I forget 40 inch monitor that sits off to the side. And if I turn that on, you're going to catch a lot of these takes from me because I'm eyeballing the monitor off to the side to see if I'm still framed up. Cause that is a concern. Uh, the editors who, when I'm not editing it, the editors looking at it, get a lot of those takes and like to send me bloopers. Well, gentlemen, we, believe it or not, we have burned through our time. And so we've got just a few minutes left. So uh, in closing here, let's, let's get some of our final takes here about advice or thoughts about looking good on camera. We'll start with Andy and then we'll go to you, Justin, and then I'll, I'll close this up. So go ahead, Andy, final take. Yeah, I think, I think as we said at the beginning, for me, one of the biggest things is going to be how you frame yourself on camera. Um, you want to give yourself, you, you don't want your head cropping off at the top of the camera. You don't want to be up against one side of the edge of the camera. You don't have to be perfectly centered either, but just give yourself a little bit of space, um, a little bit of room to breathe. You want to hopefully, you know, make eye contact with the camera if you're if you're talking directly to an audience. Uh, and you want to remember your camera angle because if your camera is directly beneath your chin or low, you're going to get an unflattering angle. You'll probably get some unflattering shadows from that direction too. So uh, just be cognizant of where the camera is and where you are in the camera. Awesome. Justin. Uh, mine is that uh, the, the three pieces of equipment that you had mentioned, microphones, so audio, audio quality, uh, and then... Uh, lighting and then camera way beyond that and and probably camera as like a, a far off asterisk of like trying to level up at all um, and then all of the things that Andy talked about the the, the surrounding things you can control um, and how to sort of best control those things before worrying about like this big grandiose project that that's kind of my that'd be my my take Perfect. So for me, I think the last thought is that there is an arms race with all this stuff. Like it's going to progressively get like more and more and people are going to expect more and more. Don't fall into it. If you're brand new to video, especially don't worry about where your favorite YouTuber is. If they've taken 10 to 15 years to get there. But what you do worry about is every single time you make a video, just find one little thing that you can try to improve. So if it, whether that's your audio or your lighting or your background, just do something just to try to make it a little bit better. And before you know it, you're going to be at a high, much higher level than where you started. It's, it's, I think what happens to a lot of people is they try to go like, I'm going to buy all this stuff but they don't know how to mm-hmm. use the camera. They don't know how to light the lights. They don't know how to use their microphone properly. They, you know, they're trying to make a cool background, but then it doesn't, it's too cluttered or, or yeah. whatever else happens and they fail because they've 
they just tried to take on too much. But if you just do it incrementally, you're gonna be much more successful. And those early videos, again, if your message is good, your energy is good, you're gonna be fine. People are gonna like that video. They're gonna be grateful, especially if you're helping them, right? If you're providing good information, mm -hmm. they will they will excuse so much, I think, yeah. I hope. Well, <laughs> Well, all right, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. If you want to hear more conversations, go ahead and check us out over on the TechSmith blog, on YouTube, wherever you might find TechSmith. And we appreciate everybody being here with us today, and we will see you guys all next time.